Hi everyone, I'm Whitney, your host, Christian Confidence Coach, and God's Vessel. And you are now tuned into Esther 414 Podcast. You are born for such a time as this. This is where Christianity and culture come to collide. Are you ready? Come in with an open heart and an open mind. Remember to share with at least one person. You never know a sister that may be in need. And if you feel upset, that is conviction. Take it up with God, not me. I am just his vessel. We are all imperfect people in need of a perfect savior. Remember to test the spirit by the spirit. This is a place where my revolutionary women of Christ come together. Let the devil know no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Here we rise up as Esthers of this generation because we were born for such a time as this. We remember there is life and death within our tongues and it is our time to get our power back and put our hell and put hell on notice. Excuse me. We are back. This week's podcast, The Breakthrough Before the Burnout. So I know there hasn't been a podcast in a week. I was almost in a state of burnout where there wouldn't have been podcasts ever again or for a long, long time. And I don't want to go there. So this week, you know, this is going to be a different podcast. There's, there's going to be a lesson, but the lesson will be through my story. So the Sunday, last week on Sunday, I looked at myself in the mirror before church, got a little bit emotional. And I told God and myself, you know, I did not want to be in this place next year. I don't want my life to look like this. I want my life to look totally different. And then I said a bold prayer for God to literally teach me all the lessons now. Now, y'all, when you're saying bold prayers to God like that, make sure you're ready for what happens next. I felt like my life did a spin. So this week, I'm just going to be speaking from the heart. And hopefully it touches you. Hopefully you learn something. Hopefully you can recognize like if you are on the verge of a burnout and what you can do to stop it from listening. So I think that's what God was trying to was the first lesson he was trying to teach me is I was taking on a lot of tasks. And I one thing that I struggle with is boundaries and over committing myself to a lot of different things because I try to operate as super human, super woman who operates on 110 percent all the time but then gives myself about 10% of that 110%. And that just is not a sustainable way to live. I think that the first thing that really hit me that God was trying to teach me was to spend time with my grandma and my family because, you know, a lot of times I think that I live life like tomorrow is promised. And I think a lot of us start to live life like tomorrow is promised, but tomorrow is not promised. We could literally die tomorrow. And like, what would happen if my grandma or my parents or I or anyone died tomorrow? Like, what would happen? Your life would stop. So I started really to think about that. And it got me really, every time I think about losing my grandma, that gets me emotional. And just like knowing the state that she's in now, um, it can be a very emotional. So I am in the space of trying to navigate. What does that look like? What does it look like when a grandparent's in the last stages of their life or close to it? always joke with my mom and say that my grandma's gonna live till she's 120 but I want her to live that that long healthy so I'm like what can I do now to be that person so I'm trying to navigate the space and navigate like what the heck to do and I just had to learn that you know I have to really like spend time with my family because like family like God put you in this family for a reason so you have to love on your family be there for your family and spend time with them And to just, like I said, just love on them and be there. Because, like, family is a beautiful thing that I think I 
have unfortunately been taken for granted that I want to stop doing. So I learned that I want to be a better family member is one of the first lessons I learned because when I start my own family, I want to be a good family member for them. So I'm trying to figure out how to move forward in that direction and something that I'm working on. I also learned that like, because I take on a lot um, and there's lots I want to do, I learned that you know, I really have to take time for myself because I do want to get my master's and do different things. So I have to make that time and carve out that time. And what? how do you carve out that time? You do it by not overcommitting to every single thing that ever could happen in your life. You do that by being intentional in your time and making sure that you carve out time for yourself and self-care and spending time with yourself and spending time in quiet time is not selfish. We live our lives, at least I live my life on the go, go, go. And then there's never any time for me besides when I'm rushing in my car and living life like that is not a way to live. It is not living a life on purpose. It's living a life where everyone else controls your time. Another thing that I realized was I heard a quote from my mentor And she says all the time to not have expectations of people. One big thing or one big struggle that I have myself, especially in friendships, is having expectations of everyone or relationships that too. But instead of having expectations of people, I learned we need to do people how God does us. God doesn't have expectations of us. All he does is he gives us the option to love us, to for us to love him or not. And we can choose to love him or we can choose not to. And God still loves us anyway. And I think that's how we need to look at the relationships in our life. We just stop ha- having expectations of people and just love people for being themselves. That takes off so much pressure on yourself. It takes off so much pressure on the relationship. And it just makes things a beautiful thing. I think when you start to put expectations on people and on relationships and on all these different things, you will make yourself crazy because no one can ever live up to your expectations besides yourself. And even sometimes yourself can't live up to there. So why are you continuing to have all these different expectations of people and of things and of all these different things? Because... People do what they want to do, and that is okay. You just have to let people do what they're going to do and love them through it all. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that like God was just like, whoa, okay, girl, here's this big lesson that you need to learn because you struggle with this. I struggle with having expectations of people so, so hard. So if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends, somebody that I know, I'm sorry. You know, I will do better. I think we all can do better. That's why I love to say like we're imperfect people in need of a perfect savior. I think that it's okay if you don't want to strive for excellence. It's okay if you want to do whatever you want to do because, you know, that is your life. Nobody is in control of your life but you. And whatever you're doing is a beautiful thing because that's how God created you to do. So I think I had to take a step back and say, like, whoa, sister, like, you're doing a whole lot and this is not a good way to live. So, you know, when I let go of my expectation of people after doing a journal on that, life just became really clear and a weight was lifted because I knew that if I took the expectations off off of people, I could take that expectation to be perfect off of myself too. And my relationships could just go back to being real again. And they could just go back to coming from a place of love and of service, but not of service till I die because I'm trying to be perfect, trying to prove a point, but just from a place of love and service and just knowing that This is like a God thing. This is a place where God wants us to be. And then I talked a little bit about this. 
I'm reading from my notes. So I didn't want to ramble on all night for y'all. But the next lesson I learned was overcommitment once again. Because I think when we overcommit ourselves to everything and everyone um, and nothing to ourselves, we burn out. I've burned out before. And I knew that, like, I really feel like this time, this week was God stopping me from a place of burnout. I think he had to make me evaluate where I was in my life and to really just like stop me in my tracks and to help me get back up, but to help me have a clear picture and a clear vision of what I wanted to do. I think what I, what I used to do, what I'm going to stop doing is I used to be so worried about, do people like me? Like, what, what's someone thinking? Like, oh, they don't like me because of this. Oh, this, that, or the other. Like, just in that state of people-pleasing. And just, like, I had to be released from the shackles of people-pleasing because I was so worried about if someone so liked me that I wasn't worried about, do I like myself? And the answer was no. That's why I asked God in the beginning of all this. I stood in the mirror and said, I don't like the way my life is. I didn't like the way it was looking. I didn't like the way it was going. It's, it was not doing what I needed my life to do. And this brings me to a really big lesson that I learned that I've learned so far is leaning and learning about the desires of our heart and what God has placed in our heart, not what anyone else has placed in your heart, not the expectations of anyone else that they placed in your heart, but what God placed in your heart. You know, I have been doing some work on what exactly did I let die as a child because I thought, you know, that... Maybe this wouldn't work out for me. Maybe this, I couldn't do this. All these excuses of just like basically coming from fear of saying like, I can't do this because I'm scared to do it. Or I can't do this because so-and-so told me that I can't do this. And now I don't believe in myself anymore. But then I started thinking about my children and when I have children and the legacy that I want to leave behind. And what I quickly learned was that one dream that I literally almost let slip to the wayside was fashion. Fashion was my first ever thing that I ever wanted to do before I even thought about being a doctor. I wanted to be a, either a fashion designer or a model or both, like model the clothes that I design. And I actually, I haven't told a lot of people this, but I began my personal styling certificate a few months ago um, to dive more into fashion because what I had, the story that I was telling to myself before I just changed it recently this past week was that, you know, my second career is going to be fashion. I'm going to do fashion in my second career and that's going to be this side or the other. But what I've learned this week and what I've learned is one thing that I don't want to let die is fashion and modeling. I remember this is some, it's something that's always set my soul on fire. I was a girl who had the Bratz Barbies and I was a girl who on the Nintendo DS, I had a fashion designer game. I had a model game. One of my favorite shows on TV used to be America's Next Top Model. And I would always have people telling me, you're going to be a model. You're going to do this, that, or the other. And I believed them for a while. But then there was one point where that dream got shattered when I was no longer able to participate in a pageant. And I think that's where the dream went to die. And I thought, this can't be me. Or there was another time when I was unable to go to a modeling call out because of circumstances and I was young and I was un not driving at the time. And then that dream died again. And I just thought, and like something just stopped me in this track this past week. And I was like, I have to do this for me. And I have to do this for my future children because I don't want to be a mother who pushes their desires on their child. 
I want my kids to look at me and say, wow, mom, you did everything that you wanted to do. You attempted to do everything that you wanted to do and you made it. You made something of yourself and you did this. You did this for you. And now you can be the best mom and love us from the best place and want us to do whatever God places on our hearts, not what I place on my children's hearts. So I had to come to this place of realization to say, girl, you got to do this for you because there was a, I was listening to my mentor's podcast as well. And she was saying that like, when you see other people doing things that you want to do, it brings up feelings almost like of envy. And really what feelings of envy are is basically like you wanting to do what they did, but instead you're too afraid to do that. And like when I would see things like this and I would see all this, I was like, man, I could do this. Or like, why am I not doing this? Or it would just bring up ugly feelings. I was like, I don't want to be an ugly person. I just need to go out and do it. And I need to be confident in doing that. And I just need to know that where God guides, he provides. And I truly believe that whatever desires are on your heart and on my heart, that God's going to guide and he's going to provide. And I'm going to be able to do this because I just didn't come up with this out of the thin air. This was something that was placed in my heart that won't go away. And then I also was like, how do I make this happen with my master's degree? Because that's also another heart of my heart's desire in another degree without letting it slip to the wayside. And I just thought where God guides, he provides. God doesn't want us to have all the answer. He just wants us to do what he told us to do. And then the rest will figure itself out. So I'm just literally, God has placed me in the season where all I have, where all I am doing is trusting him because I literally can't, I don't know what direction, I can't figure it out. I'm not smarter than God. So it's just like, knowing what to do and knowing that God's going to open all the doors and we just have to praise him in the hallway and thank him for getting us this far. So this is my season of saying, thanking God for getting me to this far, for getting me, for making me brave enough to enter into a pageant, for allowing me to do all these different things and for opening up doors in the hallway. This is my season of, but God saying, you know, may, I may not have been qualified. I may be older, maybe doing all these things. You know, I may be older in my master's. I may be older getting into the fashion modeling pageant industry, but still this is a season of, but God, because where God guides, he provides. And I want you all to know that this is your season of, but God, this is a time for you to have crazy faith in God because God will give us our heart's desires 10 times over and over again. All he wants us to do is just love him. We don't even have to love him as much as he loves us, but we just have to love him because God will make a way that when there seems to be no way, he will provide when you are down to your last dollar. He will be there when you are alone, crying your eyes out and wondering what is happening to me or why me. God is there through it all and he does not want us to burn out. He does not want us to give our lives so much to others to the point where we have no capacity for ourselves to do what he called us to do in his kingdom. He wants us to never forget to keep him first. He wants us to be able to have time to spend with him. He doesn't want us to live our lives on autopilot, going here, there, everywhere, and then sitting back and being so exhausted at the end of the day that all we can do is sleep. God wants us to live the most abundant, full life because I believe that's what he sent Jesus here to do. Jesus lived the most fullest life in his short term, and God wants us to do the same thing. God wants us to be able to live the life that he designed for us, and how can we know that if we don't have time to listen to what he told us? We don't have time to listen to what he wants us to do. If we don't have time to open our Bibles and really lean into God. So, you know, as we're preparing our hearts for Christmas, this is your time to like set your heart and set your intentions for 
this time. This is a time for you to really lean into Jesus and say, I'm so glad that you came into this earth to, you know, save us all. I'm so thankful that you did that because, you know, without you, there would be no me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough for your love. Thank you for everything that you did for us. And, you know, and I want you to know that you are so, so loved and that he loves you no matter where you're at in life. He loves you no matter what you're doing, no matter what it is, despite all odds. And he wants us to just drop those expectations. He wants us to just love people how he loves us. And he loves us without conditions or regards. He loves us without expectations. So if you're like me and you strive to be perfect, he wants you to stop. He wants you to just stop and breathe and to know that it's all going to work out. It's all going to be okay. But just come from a place truly of love and the rest will work itself out. We don't have to have it all figured out today or tomorrow. We just have to open up our Bibles and trust God. We have to open up our minds and our hearts and lean into him. And we just have to know that he makes a way when there is no way. And we also have to be able to bear witness to him. Because we have to be able to say, God did this for me, so look what he can do for you. We have to be his beacons of hope in the dark place. Because light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. And the world is becoming to be a very dark place. So we have to be the beacons of light. Because sometimes we're the only example of what Jesus is in someone's life. And that's all they see. So you should live your life from that perspective. Like walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Like those little bracelets that we used to have that say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? So ask yourself every day, God, how can I be your hands and feet? And just live your life on purpose. I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I love you all so much. And I'm just praying for you, praying so much for you. And I just know God has beautiful plans for your life. Take care.